Welcome to the Climate Report on Forward Radio, WFMP 106.5 FM, Louisville. This is Hart Hagen, your host, and we are on episode number 201. Today's topic is Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal, Part 3. This program is part of WFMP's Public Affairs Educational Programming. The views expressed are those of the speaker and not the station. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please email info at theclimatereport.net. And if you enjoy this content and want to find more, uh, please visit theclimatereport.net. So what we're doing is reading through Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. Now, why is it sounds boring to read through a document. So for one thing, why is this not boring? And for another thing, why is this very important work for us to do? Well, it's not boring because this is the process of returning power to the people. It's also not boring because this is the process of creating a whole new society. It's also not boring because this is the process of coming out of the darkness into the light. I don't mean Bernie Sanders is coming out of the darkness into the light. I mean, as a society, we must come out of the darkness and into the light in the sense that we need to stop believing the lies that we have been told. I myself was a conservative for most of my life. I was a registered Republican uh, for most of my life, and then I was an independent for 10 years. But even when I was an independent, I still believed in this thoroughly messed up capitalist system that we have. And I believed all the lies. I believed, for one thing, that fossil fuels are okay, and I believed that war is okay because we're just defending ourselves, and I believed that the free market system was actually a thing. Now I believe that the free market system is more like the tooth fairy. It's something you believe for a little while because that's what you were taught, but then you look around you and it doesn't quite add up. It doesn't quite make sense. So embracing a Green New Deal, learning what it means, uh, is a process of coming out of the light into, uh, out of the darkness into the light. So that is why this is exciting work and also important work. So let's roll up our sleeves and get into it and get going. But another reason that it's exciting and important work is that we the people need to know the policies that are being enacted in our favor. We also need to know the difference between the myth and the fact. We need to know the difference between the rhetoric and the reality. We need to know the difference between fiction and truth. And as part of that, we need to be conversant in policy. So Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal is a statement of Policy. So let's start with paragraph six. I've numbered, I have a numbered version. I created the numbers. If you want the numbered version, then email info at theclimatereport.net. So paragraph six says, as president, Bernie Sanders will avert climate catastrophe and create 20 million jobs. 
So why would you not want to create 20 million jobs? Well, the people that don't want to create 20 million jobs are the people who are making quite a lot of money, thank you, in business as usual. We've been taught that capitalism is creative and that the free enterprise system is good for innovation. Capitalism is not creative, it is destructive, and the free enterprise system hinders technological development and even economic growth. So the people that don't want to create 20 million jobs are those who are making quite a lot of money, thank you, in business as usual. They do not want us to know anything about the tremendous opportunity that is available to us when we get rid of a system that only profits the very few at the expense of the very many. Other people that don't want us to create 20 million new jobs are those who have drunk the Kool-Aid of capitalism and the free market, the fraudulent free market system. I'm not trying to be negative or strident. I am just saying that free market is a fraud because it is based on a set of lies. But the people who don't want us to create 20 million new jobs are those who have bought into the idea that only the free enterprise system can create jobs. If you think that only the free enterprise system creates jobs, you need to look around you and you need to see the number of teachers that are employed, and it's not because of the free enterprise system. You need to look at the number of soldiers that are employed, and it's not because of the free enterprise system. Everybody knows somebody, probably many people, who have been, you know, who have been in the military at some point in time or who have or been career military people. Those people had jobs because the government created those jobs. It's unfortunate that the military is fundamentally destructive. The military is not about defense. It's about offense. And many of my, fr my friends in Veterans for Peace will tell you the very same thing. So government creates jobs every day. Government creates technological innovations every day. Computer technology came from government investment that led to that technological innovation. Lasers and medical technology and aeronautics, all of these things came from government investment in technology. It's just unfortunate that that government investment primarily benefited the very few and at the expense of the very many. Government can and should create jobs. Besides, we cannot wait for the free market system. Oh, we just need to leave that to the free market. The free market is not, for one thing, it's not anything. It doesn't even exist. But the free market doesn't pay teachers to do what they do. To a great extent, the free market does not pay for our health care. To a great extent, our health care is paid for by the government through Medicare for All. We need to get rid of this notion that the free market creates all good things. The free market is not capable of investing in the long term. The, the free market capitalist system is only capable of looking at quarterly Profits. In other words, they have a very short-term view of things. 
So it says here, as president, Bernie Sanders will avert climate catastrophe and create 20 million jobs. As president, Bernie Sanders will launch the decade of the Green New Deal, a 10-year nationwide mobilization centered around justice and equity, during which climate change will be factored into virtually every area of policy, from immigration to trade to foreign policy and beyond. This plan outlines some of the most significant goals we have set and steps we will take during this mobilization, including the following. So what we're going to be doing for the next several episodes is going through a list of A through M of these things that will be included in Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. So uh, these are goals, A through M. So letter A, uh, the goal is to reach 100% renewable energy for electricity and transportation by no later than 2030 and a complete decarbonization by 2050 at the latest. So by 2030, 100% renewable energy for all generation of electricity. So in your home, wherever you are now, you've got lights and you know th- so many things are powered by electricity which is currently generated primarily by coal-fired power plants some of our electricity is generated by nuclear some of our uh, electricity is generated by hydroelectric but we're going to make that 100% renewable which is primarily solar and wind by no later than 2030 100% renewable energy for electricity for for electricity by 2030, and also 100% renewable energy for transportation no later than 2030. That means that no later than 2030, 100% of transportation will not be internal combustion engines. There, By 2030, there will be no more gas stations. By 2030, you will not be filling up your car with gasoline. Now, who is opposed to that? The people that sell gasoline, the people that make a ton of money selling gasoline. Now, I read the other day on an episode in the Off Fossil Fuels Act that, according to some reliable source, the top 10 or possibly the top 5 fossil fuel companies had uh, earned $1 trillion in profits in a decade. So here's the stats I was thinking about. I just looked it up. According to the group Taxpayers for Common Sense, the five largest oil corporations have made more than $1 trillion in profits during the past decade. So the top five companies have made a trillion dollars in profits during the past decade. That's $200 billion each in the past decade. So that's on average. So the top five largest oil corporations are making on average $20 billion each every year. When somebody is making $20 billion a year, they kind of want to keep that racket going. 
But so they are the ones that are going to be in the front of the line opposing all positive change. So it also says here that we're going to have complete decarbonization by 2050 at the latest. Now, complete decarbonization, I'm not sure exactly. I know what it means, but I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why decarbonization, uh, two things. I don't know why decarbonization has to wait until 2050. For another thing, I don't, I don't know if 100%, I don't know what 100% decarbonization means. I mean, surely there will be small application. I mean, complete decarbonization means nobody ever has a fire of any type for any kind. I mean, you're not burning wood, you're not burning anything ever. So I'm not sure exactly what complete decarbonization is supposed to mean. And whatever it does mean, I don't, I don't like seeing 2050 anywhere. I don't like seeing 2050 in any of these documents. Everything needs to be 2030. Um, so anyway, I wish I had all the answers, but alas, I don't. But we are learning policy together as we read through these documents. So it says here, consistent with the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change goals uh, by expanding the existing Federal Power Marketing Administration to build new solar, wind, and geothermal energy sources. So it's saying that part of the way we're going to reach 100% renewable energy for electricity Electricity and transportation is by expanding the existing Federal Power Marketing Administration to build new solar, wind, and geothermal energy sources. Now, what we learned the other day when we were reading through the Off Fossil Fuels Act is that the government currently, currently spends six times more on subsidies for fossil fuels than it spends for subsidies on clean renewable energy. That is criminal for us to be subsidizing the most destructive industry in world history. So let's go to letter B and talk about another goal under Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. Another goal under Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal is ending unemployment by creating 20 million jobs needed to solve the climate crisis. These jobs will be good-paying union jobs with strong benefits and safety standards in steel and auto manufacturing, construction, energy efficiency, retrofitting, coating, and server farms, and renewable power plants. So what's the nature of these government jobs? Well, they'll, they'll include, uh, well, the, they, there will be union jobs, good-paying union jobs with strong benefits. So unions, if they're union jobs, then the unions can, uh, you know, negotiate for better pay, better benefits, etc. There will also be safety standards in the steel industry, the auto industry, construction, energy efficiency, retrofitting, there'll be coding and server farms. Anyway, lots and lots of, uh, 20 million is lots and lots, lots and lots of jobs in lots and lots of industries. The main people, main reason people have a problem with this, uh, you know, so-called conservatives, which are not conservative, they're radical, but that's a whole other conversation. But the reason so-called conservatives have a problem with this is because they don't believe the government is capable of creating jobs, but we've talked about how 
how government creates jobs every day for teachers, firefighters, and soldiers. Government spends $20 trillion a year in the, just for starters, in paying the people who work for the Defense Department or some contractor of the Defense Department. It is the most wasteful, unaccountable department in all of government. And it's and and support it's conservative, not only conservatives, but Republicans and Democrats, none of them are standing up to the Pentagon. But the Pentagon is a uh, an example of how so-called conservatives believe that the government can and should create jobs. So it says here, we will also create millions of jobs in sustainable agriculture, engineering, a reimagined and expanded civilian conservation corps, and preserving our public lands. So there you have it, civilian conservation corps, uh, as opposed to, uh, so people will be able to get jobs in the civilian conservation corps, as opposed to only being able to get jobs in the military or with defense contractors. There are a lot of people who go into military service because that's what they need to get a job. There is no reason as a society for us to be channeling all of our money into an inherently destructive uh, endeavor. It needs to be also think about this. We are trained to tell soldiers thank you for your service how did the pentagon get an entire culture to go to to thank people for their service a lot of you know thoughtful uh, propaganda is required a lot of well-designed propaganda is required for us to thank soldiers for their service when we don't thank teachers for their service doctors nurses do we thank them for their service how many people in our society do good, laudable work, and we don't thank them for their service? The person who builds roads, do we not? Why do we not thank them for their service? The person who uh, gives us uh, food at a restaurant, do we not thank them for their service? As if that work is somehow less honorable than putting on a uniform and going all over the world to kill people. I mean, it, it's no disrespect to our service people. They're doing what they needed to do to get a job. But we need to question the religion of militarism. And we need to take some of that time, energy, money that we spend on militarism and put it into things that actually help us to build a better war world. We need to be re invigorating the natural world we need uh, forest we need people trained in ecological forestry we need people trained in ecological landscaping we need to be trained in how to generate solar power and wind power and the state-of-the-art electric grid we need people uh, to be uh, to, we need to people to go to work every day and invest time, money, and energy in building us a state-of-the-art train system. We need to, for people to go to work every day and invest time and energy into making our buildings more energy efficient so as to reduce 
the need for electricity generated by fossil fuels. So we're going through the goals of Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal, and we are on letter C. Letter C says we will directly invest an historic $16.3 trillion in a public investment toward these efforts in line with the mobilization of resources made during the New Deal and World War II, but with an explicit choice to include black, indigenous, and other minority communities who were systematically excluded in the past. So, couple of things Bernie is doing here is saying, for one thing, this has a price tag. We're not making any secret $16.3 trillion. Get used to it. Nah, I'm not saying get used to it like in your face. I'm just saying that people who criticize what the cost of these programs are not saying anything about the cost of the system that we have. We need to count the cost of the system that we have. We need to count the cost of spending a trillion dollars or more every single year on defense. We also need to count the health care cost of people breathing fossil fuels, people being exposed to fossil fuels. Uh, Jill Stein is the Green Party was the Green Party candidate for president in 2012 and 2016, and she's also a Harvard-trained medical doctor and a researcher. And she says the Green New Deal will pay for itself in in health in in healthcare costs alone. In other words, we will be saving money on healthcare costs because we're breathing in less toxins and we are you know getting more of our transportation by walking and biking and muscle-powered transportation, muscle-powered work. It doesn't mean we're going back to the Stone Ages. Not everybody wants to get in a 3,000-pound car to go everywhere. Some people would like to walk more and bike more, and that choice is not made available to us in a transportation system that is dominated and controlled by the oil companies and by the auto companies. So yes, there's a $16.3 trillion price tag here, but they will pay for itself, and the government is not just going to take that $16 trillion and bury it into the ground. It's like, what are they, is that money going to disappear? What are they going to do? Throw it in the ocean? Bury it in the ground? Are they going to set it on fire? No, that money gets spent on things. So one person's expense is another person's income. And the, the capitalist propagandists have taught us to only focus on the cost of government spending. They have not allowed us to think about the benefits of government spending. So yes, there's a $16.3 trillion price tag, but that $16.3 trillion is going to go to create whole new industries and make the United States of America a world leader in the technologies needed to create a whole new world with clean energy, a world that is equitable and just, a world that works for everybody, not just a privileged few. Another thing it says in this paragraph is that this $16.3 trillion is, we're going to make an explicit choice to include black, 
indigenous, and other minority communities who were systematically excluded in the past. In other words, the New Deal and World War II did not benefit all people equitably. There was systemic and systematic racism in the way the New Deal funds were spent and allocated. There was systematic racism in the benefits that were conferred upon people as a result of World War II. In other words, for example, one of the main benefits that came to people as a result of World War II is that the veterans, there was the, the, uh, there was the GI Bill, the, uh, the bill that where veterans were paid to go to college. And that paid for itself, by the way, but it was the benefits of the GI Bill uh, were deprived, were denied to black people, for example, because you might be able to go to college on the GI Bill, but if there was not a college in your area that accepted you, as a black person, then you were denied the benefits of that. There was also redlining that, uh, I don't know very much about this, but AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, talks about the redlining that occurred in the New Deal, where the benefits of the New Deal were deprived, uh, were, were denied to minority communities. Another thing, another example of benefits being de- denied to minorities in the Green New Deal, in the New Deal, the original New Deal, is that we had Social Security, and if you were um, a, a worker, you see, Social Security benefits started being paid to people irrespective of how much they had paid in. So the way it's supposed to work now is that you pay in for a while, and then you get the benefits. But originally, you got the benefits even if you didn't pay in uh, into the original Social Security that came out in the 30s. But who was excluded? Domestic workers and farm workers. That means, you know, a high, that disproportionately impacted black people because black people may or may not have been the majority, uh, but they were, it's a much higher percentage of domestic workers and farm workers that were black. Therefore, um, you know, the, 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 so the New Deal programs and the World War II uh, programs where the benefits were denied to people of color, that systemic racism. Now we need to systemically uh, re-enrich. We need to enrich uh, black people, indigenous people, and other minority communities. So we're going through the goals of Bernie Sanders' Green New Deal. Letter D is a just transition for workers. This plan will prioritize the fossil fuel workers who have powered our economy for more than a century and who have too often been neglected by corporations and politicians. We will guarantee five years of a worker's current salary, housing assistance, job training, health care, pension support, and priority job placement for any displaced worker, as well as early retirement support for those who choose it or can no longer work. We're going to have to get to this paragraph the next in the next episode. Have about a minute left. Let me leave you with something to think about. 
The thing is, we have an opportunity to create a whole new world when we have an opportunity to leave behind the old, bad, raw deal. Uh, the thing is, we have no idea how much health and money we are being robbed of every day because we've never been taught what's possible. We've only been taught that which the powers that be want us to know about. We've been taught that we need a system that benefits the very few. We, we've been taught that a system that creates billionaires is good for everybody when exactly the opposite is true. So that's all the time we have. Email info at theclimatereport.net. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, have a great day.